Hello everyone, my name is Rona and I'm the welcoming team leader of New Philly and also one of the Emmaus College pastors. And uh, I went on the Japan missions trip and I'm going to share about what our team got to do there. So um, the title of my testimony is All I Want is Just Your Heart. All right. Also, Westfall, you did a great job on the video. Okay. Um, <clears throat> missions to Japan was nothing like I had anticipated. As I filled out my missions application, I made it very clear that Japan was the only nation out of the five that I didn't want to go to. I thought that my heart burned only for underdeveloped nations, small villages, and what many people like to call the bush bush. I had also heard countless reports from missionaries who served with all of their hearts in Japan and returned disheartened and describing how difficult it was. Regardless of my personal preference, our missions director, Lisa Kim, had enough discernment and love to intentionally place me on the Japan missions team anyway, um, because she knew that God was going to blow my mind and enlarge my paradigm of what missions is really all about. What I want to share with you today is that God is truly moving powerfully in Japan. The two greatest revelations that God gave us was that he's already moving before we even got there and that the core of ministry is really about accessing his heart. My life verse is Isaiah 43, verses 18 and 19. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the desert and streams in the wasteland. I chose this verse for Japan as well because I thought that our team would be going into a dry and desolate place, that we would be carriers of his living water. And though we were definitely carrying his living water, um, I would like to share that he has already flooded Japan with his presence. Um, this mission trip to Japan was so monumental and extraordinary that I would want to be a part of every mission trip to Japan that New Philly sends out. Um, I would sign up for the church plant team. If, like, there was a sign of today. It was amazing. So um, our home base in Japan was Ecclesia Christian Church, located in an area right outside of Tokyo. Um, you guys saw a picture of an older gentleman. His name is Pastor Tim. Him and his wife, Christine, are the head pastors of Ecclesia. And um, we also work with Pastor Mark, who is the pastor of Fuse Christian Community Church. And these are the two ministries we partnered with um, for our time there. As soon as we arrived in, um, in Noborito to attend Ecclesia Church, we helped to lead a prayer meeting um, where Ecclesia Church leaders, Fuse Church leaders, and a short-term Brazilian missions team all gathered together. And so we prayed um, and had a prayer meeting with them. We broke into small groups, and um, each of... The ministries, New Philly, Ecclesia, Fuse, and Brazilian Mission Trips, Mission Team, um, we all got into each small group, and then we were praying and prophesying over each other. And as soon as I started praying over um, the Brazilian Mission Team members and Pastor Mark, I noticed that I was prophesying with much more precision, compassion, boldness, and authority than I ever had before. And each person broke down in tears, and one by one explained how no one could have known the things that I prayed other than the Lord. Um, I talked to the other Japan team members after the prayer meeting, and all of them shared similar stories, that they had never prophesied and prayed um, in that way before. And the reason um, the prophetic was flowing so much was because um, we were in a new dispensation, for one, but also because God really, really wanted to break these ministers into a new level. And he's doing something very special in Japan at this hour. And what we found was um, Japanese Christians... The missionaries there, the ministers there are so hungry for revival. And the churches are thriving, and they're growing, and they're ready. And um, they're so hungry for his spirit, it was easy. 
And um, during the week, our team prayer walked through Ginza, as you guys saw. And it's a very nice area of Tokyo um, that is also known as the business district. Um, Megan, my team leader, broke us up into three groups and sent us in three different directions to pray and evangelize. I was with Anna Stone, Chris Kim, Brian Kim, and Dana. And um, as soon as we started walking, we, we ran into the biggest newspaper company in Tokyo. And we we're like, you know, praying over the media mountain, praying over the business district, and just releasing God's presence, all that stuff, asking that he would raise up sons and daughters to send into the company. But um, as soon as we finished praying, Dana noticed a cross, like, sticking up in the middle of all the buildings. And we were like, what is that cross doing? It was, it was right across the street from the largest newspaper company. And so we went to this church, and we found that... Um, it was, it was really, really big. About 300 people attended. And as we walked up to the front steps, um, we noticed umbrellas that were the exact umbrellas that Alan described during our morning small group. That he, he had got to give him a vision of those umbrellas and thought that it meant spiritual covering. And then we saw the church and God was saying, no, I'm already here and I've already been moving. And um, so we prayed over that church. That's like the building we were laying hands on as well, that God would really raise up ministers there and they would go out in the covering of that church into all the businesses nearby. Um, yeah, so as we gathered back together, we found that another team ran into this ginormous Christian bookstore and they saw Japanese families flooding in, getting Christian literature, how to raise their family in a godly way. And like, this is in the middle of Tokyo, and it's supposed to be so dry, and it's supposed to be so broken and depleted of God's presence. And um, in many ways, I feel like when I started these prayer walks and evangelism times, I was looking for darkness. I was looking for the darkness in Japan so I could release light. But um, I couldn't find a single place where they're um, depleted of God's light and depleted of God's presence. Um, I could not find an area was where his presence was not already moving. And because we are children of light, all we see is light. And because we're carriers of living water, all we see is living water flowing from us. And that's what we encountered every place that we went in Japan. Our team truly carried a spirit of Caleb and Joshua. We were sent to go scout out the land and bring back a report. And what I want to say on behalf of the whole missions team is that um, God is moving powerfully in Japan. Um, another huge part of our trip to Japan was the way the team was able to access the God's heart. From the very first missions meeting, Megan shared that this trip was really going to be about worship and intimacy with the Father and ministering from that place. Though I knew that this is the place from which ministry flows, God revealed what this meant on a whole new level. During our evangelism times, I was able to minister with such ease and peace for the first time simply because I was more fixed upon his heart than before. One of the first mornings during our team worship time, um, Brian Opa, right there, right there, if you guys don't know him, he's amazing. Like, oh my goodness, he's an amazing individual, but um, he's also an anointed worshiper. And um, he led us in morning small group time, and he started singing um, this one thing. And all, okay, anyway, you guys know that song? And um, I was a bit annoyed because I was like, I've heard this song so many times because I'm trying to, like, do this body worship that I can't do very well. And why does he have to pick this song? I'm, I'm annoyed. But, um, um, yeah, so whenever he started to play this song, I got to the line that said, um, and all I want is just your heart. And instantly I started to weep because God's presence fell so thickly in the room. And I felt as if God was speaking to my heart, Rona, I honor you and this team because this has been the cry of your heart from the very beginning. This is why you guys are here, and, and you guys are going to get my heart for Japan. Um, 
Yeah, at another prayer and praise night hosted by our team, we broke up into smaller groups to pray for Ecclesia and fused church members and leaders. And I was placed in a group with Cassie, a Japanese Christian translator named Naomi, and an older Japanese woman and her daughter. As I prayed for this older woman, I experienced something that I never had before. All I could feel and think about was how much God loves. His love was saturating every part of me, and it's like I was stuck at Jesus' feet, just staring at his beautiful face, and he was showering love upon me. And then I took my eyes off of him for just one minute to look at this woman in front of me, and for the first time, I didn't care about what my prayer sounded like. I didn't care about the words I was saying. I was able to move myself completely out of the way, and all I had in me was indescribable love for him and his love for her. And as I prayed for her, she soon started weeping, and um, it got to the point where the love of God flowing through me for her was so overwhelming that I started to weep as well. Then the translator paused because she started weeping. And in one glorious moment, um, the beautiful love of God was overwhelming the translator, the Japanese woman, and myself. And we all sat together, stopped speaking, and cried together as the love of God spoke a language to us much deeper and more profound than words. And God whispered to me, daughter, this is what ministry is. And this is what the core of ministry will always be. I learned on this trip that ministry is sitting at the feet of Jesus, fixed upon him as a recipient of his powerful love, and in absolute and complete adoration and gratefulness, it is then washing his feet with our tears and hair. It is letting that love and gratitude for him flow out of me into whatever he's placed in front of me. Ministry must always come back to this place, and I was so thankful for this lesson in Japan. During two other evangelism times, um, one on the street and one at the beach, I saw God prepare Kairos moments for two young girls, as you saw in the video. And during our street evangelism worship time, where Brian and and Mark were worshiping out there, um, I talked with a Burmese mom and her 17-year-old daughter. The daughter was so in bondage to fear and rejection that she couldn't even look up into my face. I asked if I could pray for her, and God gave me a prophetic word um, for her that he sees her the way no one else does, that he knows her, that he's going to take her all around the world, world to spread his love and kingdom. Sometime in this prayer, she broke down in tears, and when we finished praying, we embraced, and she wept in my arms, and then laughed, and then cried, and then she started to make, like, heart signs with her hands, and she looked like a completely different person because God's glory was on her face. During beach evangelism, I didn't have a translator with us. We had one amazing translator who spoke fluently. That's um, Kate Omni. She was so clutch and amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, But she's only one person. And so the rest of us are like, okay. And we're using like Alan and David. And okay, anyway. So um, (laughs) you guys did well. Okay, so... um, Yeah, so during beach evangelism, um, I just made a bunch of hand gestures, and this is what I said over and over. God loves you so much, and he speaks to me, and he wants me to tell you something. Can I pray for you? And they were like, he loves me? Really? And then they, um, I would say 99% of people let me pray for them. And um, yeah, so I was able to pray for a girl named Mai, and... um, She didn't understand any of it. So when I finished, she kept touching her heart, though, and she kept going like this and then touching my heart. And she kept going back and forth and then did this. 
And I was like, I felt like she was saying, my heart is close to your heart. I feel so close to your heart right now. And so I said, yeah, hi, hi. And then, um, <laughs> and so I wanted to know what was happening with her. And so I grabbed Kate Unni and, um, yeah, she prayed again for Mai and translated a prayer. And after I finished, Mai said she didn't know why, but she felt so warm and at peace inside when we prayed. I told her that what she felt was God's presence and love and that she doesn't have to just feel it for a moment, but that it's meant for her life. She's meant to continually live in that place. And I told her that God wants to completely change her life and asked if she knew the story of Jesus. She said no. So I told her the story of our beautiful Savior and how God wants to pour his love out into her and that it just takes receiving the gift of Christ. And I asked her if she wanted to receive this gift, and she said... Um, I already did when you were praying for me. And Kate Unni and I were so surprised and shocked. Um, we didn't think she understood what she was saying. And so we kept asking, like, no, do you want to know Christ? And she's like, I know Christ. Um, and she had received a taste of God's love and received Christ into her heart because she wanted more. So we connected her to the ministers there. And um, it was amazing. So in closing... I just want to say that um, in our day-to-day lives, in work, relationships, and even ministry, it's easy to be bogged down by what we label as our obligations. I thought this trip was going to be so difficult because I had heard Japan was such a hard missions field. But God showed me how simple and easy it really is. As we position ourselves at the feet of Christ and stay in a place of overwhelming gratitude and love for him, as we fix our eyes upon his face and our hearts burn for him, ministry becomes easy. Telling people about him and inviting them to taste and see him is so natural. It's easy when you are overwhelmed with his love. And the thing is, people, all people deep down, are so hungry to hear about the love of the Father. Though I wanted to bring rivers of living water to Japan, once I arrived, just as the vast ocean tide rolled in all around us as Mai received Christ on that day, I found that God had already flooded Japan with his light and with his presence. He is there. He is looking for sons who will believe him and tell others about him. It is such an honor to be sent out as a son from New Philly and reveal the father to the Japanese people. In the spirit of Caleb and Joshua, I bring a good report back to you. New Philly, um, yeah, the report that we bring back to you as Japan missions team is that the land is flowing with milk and honey and the presence of God. And Japan is ready for revival. Thank you for sending us.